0: And now, Canada Hoops, hosted by Maddie Ireland.
1: Back everyone to Canada Hoops. It's your boy Matty. We're rolling along episode 11 of the podcast. We appreciate the support. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Remember, you can follow Canada Hoops podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. We're on Facebook as well. Continue to download us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We appreciate your support. I'm really excited to welcome our next guest to Canada Hoops. So let's bring him in, ladies and gentlemen. Joining me now on Canada Hoops is a former Peterborough Collegiate Raider, George Mason Patriot, and a longtime veteran of Canada basketball. He was the first Canadian to play in the Nike Hoop Summit and an inductee into the Peterborough and District Sports Hall of Fame. He is Jesse Young. Jesse, how are you doing today, man?
0: I'm doing good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me.
1: Good, good. No, I'm I'm well in uh like I said before we recorded, I was excited to get you on and uh, share your story and your love of basketball.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's 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 great. So yeah.
1: Um, you know, given the pandemic and everything uh, that's going on, I always like to ask everybody when they come on, how are you doing? How is your family doing? And how have you all managed the uh, pandemic?
0: Well, I think for me, it's it's uh it's not much uh, different. I don't do too much anyways these days. So. Okay. Uh, for me, not too bad, but, uh, you know, for the kids, I think it's, it's difficult, right? We're at a school now for the, uh, the third week. So, uh, for them, it's just adjusting to the online school, but, uh, other than that, we're all doing well.
1: Well, that's good. It's always good to hear people are safe and healthy and, you know, everyone's got a different way to, to manage this crazy time in our world. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what, um. You mentioned just before we recorded that you're kind of starting a new career venture there. Can we get into that? And then also uh, a little bit about the the Jesse Young Basketball Academy?
0: Yeah, no, I, I uh, kind of when I started stopped playing basketball, I was trying to, you know, figure out a career that uh, uh, kind of has that kind of basketball sports teammate feel to it uh, and, uh, you know, kind of found firefighting. So I kind of went after that for about five years before I got hired. And uh, two years ago, I got hired with the city of Mississauga. Uh, so I've just been kind of full go at that and, and learning tons and, and working with a great group. So it's, it's been great. Um, so I think when it comes to the, the basketball Academy, it's taken a little bit of a, a backseat there. Uh, you know, I had a, my probationary year and then uh, um, you know, since the, after that, you know, COVID hit. So when it came to basketball, there wasn't really much available. Right. So uh, once things clear up, I'll definitely get back into doing some group sessions and, and, and working with the kids in the community, which, you know, I've, I've loved and uh, it's, you know, I was saying we, we have two new facilities that started here in Peterborough, uh, the Playground East and then uh, Hybrid Fitness, where both indoor gyms, uh, shooting machines. So I think it's going to give the kids here, you know, even more, you know, opportunity to get that kind of work they, they need.
1: Well, that's cool. And I always like to see, you know, guys, if they're done playing, uh, giving back to the community that, you know, did a lot for them as, as youth as well. So that, I think that makes a lot of people happy to see that for sure. Jesse, uh, let's get into your love of basketball and how it began for you as a as a young kid. Did you play other sports as well, or was basketball kind of always right there for you?
0: No, I, th- I think for me, you know, coming from a you know back then a pretty small town, Peterborough, it, it was a you know hockey town. Um, you know, I started off with baseball and football, and then uh, you know as I was getting older, probably grade grade six, I think my mom and and dad were like, you know, he's pretty tall, so we should try to get him in basketball. So I honestly started at the the YB or like YBC, like the YMCA league, and um, you know, from there it was a, it was a pretty, you know, easy fit. Like I, I still remember walking in and, and seeing these kids putting it through their legs and around their back, and and I was like, this is this is unbelievable. So I think it was kind of like fell in love at, at first sight uh, for me. Um, and then, you know, I think it's it's one of those things where you, it was kind of the group of guys I hung out with, right? Uh, right. You know, instead of, uh, you know, I remember chipping away the, the, the hockey rink in March, like when it got warm, so we could, we could start playing again. So it was one of those things where it was kind of not just me, but all of us kind of had that kind of love for the sport. So, so it was easy to kind of, you know, start to get the feel of enjoying it. So that's kind of where, where it all started for me.
1: That's cool that you mentioned, you know, getting outside and just finding a place wherever you can play to, you know, to get shots up and run with your friends. Because I was listening to um, another podcast recently and they were talking with their guest about how they feel like kids today in a lot of ways are like overscheduled. And it's almost like kids, you know, maybe from our generation, we're, we're pretty much the same age where, you know, you just went and did that. You just went and hooped wherever you could whatever access you can get. And the times are different from now uh, to back then for sure. But you feel like that's missing for a lot of the kids now where they just don't get that opportunity to just go be outside, just go hoop. And it doesn't even have to be basketball, but it can be any sport where it's almost it has to be so scheduled and so um, structured now. Do you, do you feel that way?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Like there's, there's so many benefits, you know, to what is going on too. Right in terms of of your trainers and, and the way the they, the game has changed in that way, but I think you know part of that is missing is that that freedom, right? You know, I I think you know for me anyways it was a, it was an escape, right? I go to the park anytime, and you know you you come up with that creativity on your own. Where where now you know in every sport it's you know do this this way or or he did this so you need to do this instead of kind of getting that feel. So I think there's kind of like the the negative and positive kind of conf- conflict a bit there, um, but you know, I, I do still think that the, the best way to to learn the game of basketball is 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 playing, right? And you know, I think for for me, it was, you know, you went to the park, and if you didn't win, you, you're you're sitting watching other guys play. So so right. you you kind of had that that ingrained competitiveness, you know, to to want to be. You know, winning so you could actually be playing. So I think that's part of it too, where where kids just aren't playing enough on on their own and playing with older kids too. I, I think or adults, right? Like you, you don't see that as much as it was. You know, when you're just kind of showing up to a park and uh, and and just trying to play. So you know, I I think you're going to have to have a little bit of both. You know, nowadays to be successful, that's for
1: sure. Yeah, well put. I think that's that's key. You know, the the structuredness and the the scheduling of it all now is, is necessary almost to to compete and, and maybe get exposure, but uh, if they could find a balance, you know, that would be ideal.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Jesse, so who did you look up to on the basketball court? You know, you start developing your game and, and the love for the game grows. Who did who did Jesse Young idolize and think, man, that guy is cool. I love his game.
0: I, I think for me it was it was like those, you know, I love Duncan, Kevin or Garnett. You know, Sharif Abdul Rahim when he was playing in, in Vancouver, you know, those kind of uh, bigs that could kind of do it all. Um, you know, that's kind of the game that I kind of grew up playing was, you know, just cause I'm a 6'10 guy. I didn't want to, you know, sit down in the post all the time. Right. So, right. um, you know, for me, it was, it was, it was those guys, you know, when Dirk came into the league, I know he's not that much older than me, but, but still, you know, that's a guy who, who I, I always tried to kind of look at what he's doing. Um, Tony coach, like when I was young, I used to love yeah. Tony. Just the same thing, you know, 6'10", and, and be able to shoot the ball and pass, and and those kind of all-around players are, are the kind of, you know, who I kind of emulated my game after, for sure.
1: So we'll jump ahead. We'll mention those names. Did you get a chance to – You must have got a chance to play against some of those guys, did you not, with the national team?
0: Played against Dirk. Uh, played nice. against Tim Duncan. I uh, yeah. did get a chance to play against uh, Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, yeah, I had a chance to play against some some big names, that's for sure, with the national team.
1: Well, that's cool because, you know, other guests that have come on that, you know, have played at a high level like yourself, it's interesting to see, one, who they've idolized, you know, in terms of their game and then, um, you know, and then down the road if they've got a chance to compete against them. And I, I think you're my biggest guest so far on Canada Hoops. So the, the post uh, references is cool, man. I like well, that's it. it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so you head to high school, you go to Peterborough, collegiate, um, successful career there. Yeah, you know, your team won gold in '99 in the offices Double A. Uh, what are your and you were ranked number one player in Canada in uh, in your senior year. You know, what are your best memories of high school where you just you're still a kid, but you're. Was that at that time there where you're like, man, I can really do something with this with this basketball?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, I just love playing, right? So I didn't really get, you know, too caught up in, in, in the other stuff. Um, I think, to be honest, I probably back then didn't think I was good as maybe I was um, in, in terms of it that way. I think when it comes to memories, like I, I was pretty lucky to play for a, a uh, you know, coach who, who loved the game. Um, we traveled, you know, everywhere. We went out to New Brunswick. We went to Winnipeg. You know, we went and tried to play everybody and, and – uh you know, I think, you know, having a guy like that, you know, in high school sacrificing that much for us, you know, we we were pretty lucky. Uh, great group of guys. Uh, I think, you know, back then we, I like we had probably five, five or six guys go to play after high school, which you know, for a Peterborough school that's you know kind of unheard of. So, you know, I was just really lucky to come up with some some great guys. That's for sure.
1: And what uh, what was it like knowing, like at that time, um, you know in 99 basketball is really starting to be on the rise in Canada, you know, Canadian high school players are getting more attention, you know, get that number one ranking. Um, did you, did you feed much into that or are you just kind of like, ah, whatever, you know?
0: I think, it, you know, I, I knew I could play, but it, still there, there was only so much exposure to back then. Right. Right. So, so it was, it was different than, than it is now. You know, you go, you know, to five star basketball camp or you do a couple of AAU tournaments a year and, and that and that's about it, right? So so it was a different landscape back then. And you know, for me obviously it was it was an honor to, to have that ranking. But you know, honestly there were so many other players, you know, in that era that uh you know were were incredible, right? So right. Um, you know we all had some pretty good battles too. So I, I think you know you, you always gotta take it you know, for what it is, but you know, there's so many guys before me too kinda, you know, paved the way too. You know, guys like like Mike Schmidt and, and Wayne Smith and, you know, who are a couple of years older than me, uh, who, guys who I looked up to. Um, and then, you know, all the the guys before that, like Newton and Garachi and, and Barrett and Sherman Hamilton and you right. know, all these guys that that went down to the States, uh, that kind of paved the way for us, right? Jamal and Colin Charles. Like it, it it's endless when when you you go back. And I think you know, that Eastern team, I can remember being in grade nine and, right. and coming to play in the court of classic. And I think then that was like the the moment I was like, I want to do this, right? With right. Jamal, and Colin Charles, Doug Johnson. It it was it was almost like having an NBA team in in a Peterborough gym, right? right. So, you know, to have that opportunity and, and then to see those guys go on with the success that they had, you know, it was just a motivating tool for sure.
1: Well, you're right there with those guys, in my opinion. I mean, um, a lot of them set a standard, but you carried it as well. And uh, you know, it's easy to see why you had such a high ranking. Um, that ranking led for you, led to you going to the Nike Hoop Summit. Uh, and for those of our listeners that don't know that, that's a a marquee show, showcase of young basketball talent in the world. Um, you know, you score 14 points, grab eight rebounds in that game, Jesse. What was that experience like? Just knowing, like this world attention is on this game and you're, and you're on the world team playing against that U.S. team. Was that just an unreal feeling?
0: Yeah, I, I still, uh, you know, I, I have a video, actually, Then I hadn't watched it in forever. I show my girls, and, and you know, you could just see how, how you know, happy I was being there, right? Like, it right. just was an incredible, incredible, you know, honor, one, representing my country, you know, two, getting to meet, you know, players from, you know, around the world. And then to to be able to, you know, put that, you know, world team on display against, you know, arguably the best, obviously the best country in the world when it comes to basketball was, was something I'll, I'll never forget. Um, you know, I still talk to some of those guys that I, I played with, ended up playing, you know, against them when I went overseas. So, you know, that's the thing about basketball is it, it really is a small world and, and those connections kind of last forever. So, you know, for me, it was, yeah, it, it was incredible.
1: No, that's cool. And so... Coming out of that, did that really elevate your recruiting process too? Like now there was a lot more eyes on you? I, I, actually, uh, signed,
0: I actually signed before that game. Um, oh, okay. So I, I signed early and, uh, you know, I'm sure if, if I, I hadn't of, there would have been other things uh, come in the mix, but I had, I had already had my, my commitment into George Mason.
1: And so before you signed with George Mason, what were your other uh, options and offers like before you signed with them?
0: Uh, my, my, I had it down, like my five was, was Virginia, uh, Boston college, Dayton and George Mason were my, my final four that, that, uh, I visited.
1: Wow. That's cool. I didn't know yeah. that. That's, I'm learning something new. I love it. Um, and so why George Mason? Why did you choose to go there?
0: I think, you know, f- for me it was, they were, they were pretty much the first school to recruit me and, uh you know, I, I had a incredible relationship with the assistant coach, Bill Courtney. Um, you know, and I think for me, it was, I don't know if it was a loyalty thing. I just, I just felt, you know, that was going to be the best place for me. And, uh, you know, Jim Laranaga, you know, he's at Miami now, it a great coach. Um, and I, I just thought it was, you know, for, for me again, it was that mid-major kind of spot. I thought was going to be the best, the best place for me.
1: Well, that's cool. And so, you go there did it feel like it was another level i know you had the nike hoop summit experience but when you get there you're like wow this is next level like i gotta really bring it daily and just compete and work hard so much
0: yeah i think it was it was a you know a a big hit especially physically right like i felt you know skill wise i I was i was there but physically I i was just not strong enough right like um, my freshman year. So, so my freshman year was a struggle, right? Like basketball wise, you know, yeah. being away from home, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a grind. Um, so my, my, freshman year was tough, but, but I think I ended up putting on 20 pounds in, in a year, um, oh, wow. to get ready for my sophomore year. And then that's kind of when things kind of came together for me down there.
1: And so overall, you know, you're a celebrated player at George Mason. You were named as one of the Patriots all decades, best players. You know, you play in the 2001 NCAA tournament, get 12 points, nine rebounds versus Maryland. You know, what are your best memories playing there and just being a Patriot and just that time where, you know, a lot of players look back and say, you know, that's, you know, playing-wise, that might be the best time of their career.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it was it was incredible. And I, I think I, I, I learned a lot there about myself, right? I, I learned, right. Um, you know, really how to compete. Right, really, how to bring that intensity and, and that drive and, and that consistent effort, and you know, I think that's as what I could take from that. It, it was able to carry through my whole playing career. Right, it was it was just that that toughness and grit, and and that, and that's where I learned it. Right, is, is getting beat up by by George Evans, who was you know twenty seven years old and and uh, you know taking it to me for two years, you know, so. You know, I think it, it's it's those memories, but more it's it's off the basketball court, right? It, it's the the guys that you go to war with and and uh, build you know just incredible relationships and and memories that last forever, right? Especially when you are getting, you know older. You know, I'm forty forty years old, going to be forty one in and, and, you know that's twenty years ago, right? That I was there, and again, I, I still talk to talk to those guys to this day, and and uh, you know those are the memories I, I think about, right?
1: Um. And can you just talk about the tournament experience? Because other guests have come on, you know, they get a chance to play in that and just that whole, you know, spectacle of that. What it, was that experience?
0: It, it was it was the toughest loss of my career. No question, right? Like we, we lost by three. Um, I felt we controlled the tempo, the pace, uh, the whole game. And, you know, it came down to the end. We had a little costly turnover and then it, it goes the other way. But, you know, they were – an incredible team, right? Lonnie Baxter, Juan Dixon, Terrence Morris, um, Blake, you know, they had, they had a a great team and, and to be able to compete with them and and make it a game, um, you know, was great. But, but also, you know, when you look at it, like if we had a one, right, or, or, uh, Georgia state upset Wisconsin. So we would have played them, which I think we could have beat them. And then we go on to play Georgetown, which I think would have been a toss up too. Right. So you look at it like we could have just got past there. We might've been able to make a run. Right. Right. Um, and then two years later, right? They uh, or three years later, sorry. George Mason went to the Final Four, right? So, right. Um, you know, I think we we that team that year w- was right on a cusp. If I think if you know a couple things go our way, we we might be able to make a run ourselves.
1: I mean, that's cool. And I mean, reflection is a is a special thing to be able to look back and look at it. And obviously, you're gonna say you enjoyed your time, but to say that one key game, if it could have went a different way, what a what a ride it may have been in that tournament. Yeah,
0: exactly. And that, that's March Madness, though, right? So.
1: Well, that's the beauty of it. And that's why yeah. people—that's why people tune in, just the yeah. casual fan or the diehards. I mean, it's—it's it's a beautiful tournament, man. Yeah. Um, you finish your career at George Mason and you turn pro. What options were you looking at? as you start your pro career, Jesse?
0: Um, you know, I, I signed with uh, w- with my agent. Um, and we had a couple different things in the mix, um, and then uh, I decided, you know, the best option would be to go play in the second division in Spain. Um, at that time I didn't have my passport. Um, so I was playing as an American. Okay. Uh, so, which is, is a little different. So I I started in, uh, uh, the second division, Spain, um, had had a good year, uh, loved it. And then, uh, I ended up getting my passport and that kind of changed things the the next year.
1: And then, um, you stayed in Spain for most of your career, right? Almost
0: there for six years,
1: six years. Sorry. What, um. You, know, you had a great European career when I had Carl English on uh, the first episode he shouted you out and said you know this was a guy that um, very underrated you know when we were talking specifically Canada basketball but he, he mentioned your European career did you and Carl get to play against each other during your 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 years in Spain
0: yeah we had a few times like, I I think I got to see him I think he scored 35 on us one game so oh okay um, yeah no we 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 had some some, some battles there uh, towards the end of of uh you know, my, my playing days, um, you know, for me, for me, it was, it was, uh, you know, I, I I had quite a few little injuries too, right? Like that weren't serious, but you just, it's one of those things where, you know, any sport you, you get hurt, you battle back, you're feeling good. And then you get hurt again. And that was kind of, you know, my last five years were, were kind of in that zone where it was, you know, constantly battling back from an injury and then you start feeling good and then, and then something else happens. So, you know, it was, a an incredible ride, but also was a, a, a tough one too at times, right?
1: Well, and I think you can probably speak to this obviously better than I can, but Spain you know, often regarded as the next best league uh, in the world, you know, outside of the NBA. It's a, a tough league and it's competitive. And guys like yourself, uh, you know, had longevity in there and Carl as well. And Carl talked about, you know, just what a tough uh, league that was, right? So um, I think it says a lot that you're able to stay in there and compete and, you know, uh, have some some tenure in that league, right?
0: Yeah, you know, I think I've always thought, like from from top to bottom, right? Your 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 top team to to the you know the, the bottom team in, in the ACB, you know, right. as a league as a whole, you know, it, 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 I don't think it really there's any other league that competes that way with with just the the talent across the board, right? From from one to eighteen, right? They're they're all all solid teams, um, you know. When you get to the um, you know Cheska and, and Panakos and some of those other leagues, where it's you know one or two teams that are that are, are really good. I think with, with Spain, it's it's you know top to bottom. It's it's a it's a it's a tough league.
1: So overall, what are your best memories there, Jesse? Just on and off the floor, and just living that that experience.
0: I, I think you know winning the FIBA Cup in, in two thousand and five was probably the, the the biggest memory I have um, when it comes to, to to playing you know over there. Um, I was with Juventut and uh you know playing with ricky Rubio and, and Rudy Fernandez and well wow. um, you know the the kind of legends over there and then and then uh you know robert Archibald and, and andy Betts, you know um you know milan Gurevich, some, some guys that were just legends right so you know to have that opportunity was 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 pretty special and and again it's it's just you know you're you're put in a in a situation where you, know, you have an opportunity to, to meet people from all over the world. And I think that's, the, that's been the, the biggest thing when it comes to, to my journey as a basketball player is just being able to, to have an opportunity to, to learn and, and grow as a person, right? When you get that opportunity to, to meet people who you know have totally different backgrounds in, in, in life than you do, right?
1: Right. Um, so throughout your time in Europe, and this is a common theme for a lot of guys that play for the national team, you come back in the summers, play for Canada, um and it's not always easier you're, you're battling injuries and you're making that effort to uh wear Canada on your jersey and, and compete with your brothers um you know I just I'll do a little thank you here Jesse you're always a guy who consistently made that effort to play for Canada every summer and you know I feel that you're one of the most underrated players to suit up for Canada so as we start to talk about Canada basketball you know, I want to. I want to thank you on behalf of all the fans and supporters like myself, and uh, you know, give you the the love and respect you deserve for for representing Canada. You know, it didn't go unnoticed, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Canada hoops. Like I said, we like to talk about Canada basketball and our, our Canadian Hoopers. Um, you know, what are your? You had such a great time on the on the national team. You know, you you played ten, eleven years, team captain. Uh, well respected among your peers, what are your what are your some of your favorite memories, and maybe just with favorite teammates on and off the floor, and just competing every summer for your your country.
0: I think that the biggest one that stands out is, is the first time I got asked to training camp. Okay, um, I, was, I was 18 years old, and I remember Michelle Keefe called me, and uh, I thought she was joking. I, I honestly, I I couldn't believe it. She's like, "Oh, you you know, you got invited to come to Durham for the the national team tryout," and and. I honestly remember getting off the phone and and I literally had tears in my eyes. That, that's how, how happy I was uh, to get that opportunity. And then, you know, to show up there um, and just the way those, those older guys embraced me, right. You know, Newton and, and Sean Swords and Garachi and, you know, Sherman Hamlet, Greg Francis, Rowan, you know, it it was, it was one of those things where, you know, right away, right away, I I felt kind of, you know, welcomed into it. Right. And I ended up, uh, um, making the, the second round and, and getting to travel to to Australia with those guys. And uh, it was just, uh, you know, I was on cloud nine the whole time. So, you know, I think that was, you know, one of the biggest memories. And then uh, 2009 when we qualified um, for the world championships, uh, I think that's the, the biggest win I've ever been a part of. And... Uh, you know, I think it goes. I'm honestly getting emotional just talking about it because it was that, uh, I love that it. special. But um, you know, we I think we were named the team of no stars, right? Um, I think we had Joey Anthony it was it was the only NBA guy, and um, you know we were able to get it done against a tough Dominican team, and and uh, it was a bit of a roller coaster tournament for us. But I think when you have a group of of you know twelve guys that are willing to sacrifice and, and do whatever it takes to, to win, you know, it, it's pretty special. And I just, you know, to me that, that was a, a ride and a journey I'll, I'll never forget.
1: Well, can we get into the game versus Italy in 2009, the friendly
0: yes, Yeah, we could get into that one for sure.
1: <laughs> well, I'll call it with your, with your Irish background and roots, I'll call it a Donnybrook. Yeah. Um, you know that and that was a friendly game and it was a, a warm-up to your to the qualifiers for the worlds right yeah but um the Italian player hits Aaron Dornicamp in the back of the head and then uh, like I said a Donnie book breaks out and you know when you watch the clip on YouTube and there's a couple different clips and Canadian basketball fans are pretty familiar with it I would just I loved how you were right in there ready to throw and um, you know, you're being held back by Bargnani and Bellinelli, And, um,
0: that's just the Peterborough roots right there. That's just, I, I huh? love it. Man.
1: <laughs> I love it. And you know what? Javon Shepard, who was a, a friend of Canada hoops, he's been on an episode. Uh, he was in there, a young Shep off the bench, ready to get into it. And, um, I was fortunate to have Leo on second episode. And I, you know i kind of forgot to ask leo about it you know and leo was well, tired i think he up. was ready
0: to go as much as any of us that's for sure oh uh,
1: leo was um uh, but you know what you know you talked about the qualifying for the world championships and i think you can uh, attest to this better than i can but you know you that moment personified perhaps how tight you guys were as a, as a group you know what what you were doing whatever it could to to win and compete and look after each other that was um you could almost just see you guys bonding and growing even more after that moment. It's incredible.
0: Yeah. I think those, those are the moments that, you know, bring you together, right? We were, you're gone for, you know, almost three weeks to a month, you know, traveling through Europe and and playing games and, and, and that's where it starts. Right. And Javon Shepard was my roommate that, that, that trip. Right. So, um, it's that's that's what makes you close and you know I think we had you know some great leaders you know Jermaine Anderson you know I think when when you talk about you know point guards in this country like you know he's he's up there with with any of them with you know his ability to one just make I always call him big shot rock because he was always always you know in the moment and and would rise in those occasions and you know and then you got Carl and Aaron and yeah. And leave on and you know all these guys that you know we put in you know quite a bit of time together uh, you know to to get to that point to 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 qualify right we had a lot of tough losses and then you know to have that one and and be able to go uh, the following year um, I missed out because I, I was hurt but right um, you know just having those experiences with those guys is is something that uh, that I'll never forget.
1: Well, that's cool. And I you know when I was looking at your years with the national team and I'm going back to the start and you mentioned the vets that welcomed you coming in i don't know that another guy in the program can say this but you started at a time when there was vets like steve nash you know you got to play with him guys like rowan and then you go through and in your prime years with the program you're playing alongside carl jermaine anderson shep Levon, and then as you slide maybe into a veteran role you see a young Corey Joseph mm-hmm. and Kelly Olynyk make the senior team i mean that range of years and teammates Jesse is incredible man
0: yeah yeah and I, and, and and again that that's something that that i think it was just the timing right um, of, of when i when i started to to have those opportunities and kind of you know slide through kind of three different generations of canada basketball right um and I think throughout that time, I took little pieces from from, from everybody and, and, uh, you know, just tried to, to help out with, with those, with my teammates as much as I could, right? And again, to have the opportunity to play with Corey and, and Kelly and then, you know, to see what those guys are doing now. And, you know, Tristan was in camp for a bit, Dwight Powell. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just another piece of the puzzle to, to, to see, you know, how far basketball candidates come, right? Like even the ACB, you know, it was me and, we had two guys, me and Carl. Right now, there's five guys, I think, in the ACB, and you know, two of them are, are in the top five in scoring. Right, so right. it just it's a continuous growth, and and for me, it's it's nice to just sit back and, and uh, you know watch these guys and and girls, right, just you know take over the the scene when it when it comes to basketball in the world, right? You know, I think I, th- I I do believe when you when you think of population, we're we're one or two in, in the world right now when it comes to to talent. And uh, I think when we get a chance to go to the Olympics, you know, then that's going to be a chance to prove it, right?
1: Well, I agree. And then the women's program uh, will shout them out because they've done an excellent job as well and they don't get enough love uh, for what they're doing. And that leads into my next question, Jesse. Um, You know, when you reflect back on your time with Canada basketball, do you look at, you know, your time in the program um, as you grow in the game in Canada and paving the way for, other young players as well especially the big guys
0: i think any, i think any anybody who has that, that opportunity to play you know any sport at the national level has has a little little piece in the in in the in the scheme of things when it comes to to stamping um, you know something out for the next generation uh, you know i think you know before me and 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 then obviously after me it's it's just been a revolving door of just you know amazing players and amazing people and and i think as it continues to grow you know, I think it's it's a it's an unstoppable wave right now when it comes to to talent on on both sides, women and men. It's it's something that's pretty special. So to 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 know that I had you know a small you know part in that, you know, if I helped any kid you know watch a game and say, okay, I'm going to pick up a basketball, you know, I did my job, right? So you know, it's 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 something that you know I'm definitely never going to forget. And you know, I have two girls now and and you know i i hope they they have you know the opportunities that i had whether it's sports or or anything to to travel the world and and uh you know meet people and do something you love right it's 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 pretty easy to go to work when you love it so
1: well yeah and uh you know i think you know you, you lead into you're talking about the depth and the and the talent that we've produced now and uh you know i absolutely believe you know it's just guys that play for canada are you know, role models in that sense and, and paving the way. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a special thing for you all to be able to do that and, and create that, that love for people. Did you, did you ever imagine it exploding? Like, so even in the last 10 years when you more or less finished playing, like in that 10 years span, the amount of growth we've had, can you, could you ever imagined it?
0: No, you know, I, I never, I, like, I, I always knew the talent was here and, it, and it's always been here. Right. And, just the way that it's, it's exploded and just the opportunities, right? Like, I, I think that's the, the biggest thing and, and the, the right people in place that are, that are leading the grassroots movement. And right. and it's it's starting at that level, right? Like it's, it's, the, it's, it's just becoming, you know, such a popular sport and, and having the right people in place to to build the game. And, and this is what you get, right? You're going to have success.
1: Well, that's cool. And, and you hit it on the head, you know, the growth is amazing and, uh, the access that, that that kids have now and the exposure to it, you know, we didn't we didn't used to have this many NBA games on in one night. You know, now you can yeah. watch six or seven a night, and you know, you know, you can put on a game any night now and watch three or four, six Canadians. I mean, that's that's a special time, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm a fan. Right. So I, I follow many, many Canadians as I can, whether it's overseas or or down South or, you know, even now with the the prep school stuff, right. Like I'm always, you know, online trying to see what's going on and, and who's the next big thing. And, you know, it just seems like it's just one after the other. Right. So it's, it's, it's been amazing.
1: Well, I appreciate, uh, you know, your insight on that for sure. You've been right there through the thick of it. Uh, Jesse, I always like to ask everybody when they come on, who's their top five for Canada basketball of all time? And I'll I'll say this to you too. You had a big role with the program. So if you want to throw yourself in it, I'm definitely okay with that. Top five. Wow. Oh, man. If you need, if you need a six man, we can do that too.
0: I'm going to Nash. Yep. Leo. Okay. So can I am I counting the old school or right now? Yeah,
1: Wherever you want, man. Any right generation now. any generation, just the top five uh for Canada basketball.
0: Nash. I, I can still throw Leo in there. Yep. I love Jamal Murray. I love okay, Jamal yeah. Murray.
1: I, I think throw we all do, yeah. yeah. And then I got. to – Oh my! Well, you need a big man. I know a I guy. Know. <laughs> I know a guy. I got Tristan. Okay.
0: And I don't even know if I can do my five. I know it's hard. I know that's tough. There's so there's so many. I, I I almost want to put uh, Phil Dixon just just the yeah. the legend behind Phil for sure I'm for Phil Dixon as my fifth
1: nobody has ever put him in the five so there you go man yeah it's unique and that's the depth that the program has seen it's exciting right i love asking that question
0: that's it's a tough one and I'm sure tomorrow I would like oh i should have said this this and this but, but that i'm gonna stick with
1: well shep left me hanging shep only gave me four and then i was it's I know. I was going to hit him up on Twitter and say, okay, I need your fifth guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, Jesse, uh, I know you're home now, and uh, a couple of cool things I, I found out. They got the Jesse Young Award for the Kawartha Classic. I hope I said that right. That's right. And it's awarded to a player from a Peterborough High School who shows the most dominance on both ends of the floor during the tournament. That's got to be... You know, you've played across the world, but to be able to be back home and just see the youth coming up and have that award named after you—that's got to be special, man.
0: Yeah, it's 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 great, and and uh, you know, I think even even still, you know, it's one of the best uh, high school tournaments in in the province, right? So, right. um, you know, I'm always there, you know, checking out the teams. Like Crestwood Prep came and Elijah Fisher last last wow. year, so got to check wow. out them. So, yeah, no, it's 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 awesome, right? This this town has always been a big supporter of mine, and. And, uh, you know, I try to give back as much as I can uh, to the kids coming up and then enjoy the sport.
1: Absolutely. Well, I think that's great. And, uh, you know, I sure appreciated you coming on. Canada Hoops, any shout-outs you want to make to anyone, family, friends, anybody that might listen?
0: Yeah, I just thought, you know, if any of the old teammates are watching, I miss you guys. I miss you. All
1: right. Well, Jesse, uh, appreciate it again, man. Uh, I hope everyone, you know, takes the time, new and old fans, to uh, – show you the respect you deserved. Um, I was excited that you were going to come on and uh, have this opportunity to chat with you and you always be a friend of Canada Hoops there, Jesse.
0: I appreciate you having me.
1: All right, man. Thanks so much. Right.
0: Okay. Stay safe. You too. All
1: right. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of Canada Hoops. I want to thank Jesse Young for pulling up. I want to thank you for listening. Remember to share us, like us, retweet us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, until next time, I'm your boy, Maddie.
0: Thank you for listening to Canada Hoops.